Hare Krishna, Panchakalpa, Trubyascha, Kripasindu, Biyabacha, Patitanam, Bhavani, Biyo, Vaishnava, Biyo, Namo, Namaha. So we're going to continue with Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 30. We're getting toward the end, we're up to text number 47. Chapter 30 is entitled The Disappearance of the Yadu Dynasty. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Before reading 37, I'll just read a few of the earlier texts just to remember the context. Remember, uh, Krishna has been sitting uh, uh, beneath the banyan tree uh, and his uh, foot was struck by an arrow of the hunter, Jara, who Krishna was very gracious about it and said, didn't worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Jara, uh, 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 a Vimana, uh, aerial vehicle, let's call it that, a Vimana, came down and took him up to the spiritual world. Uh, and at the same time, uh, uh, Krishna's own chariot driver, with his chariot, uh, was searching for Krishna. This is in text 41. And then as he got near the place where Krishna was, he smelled a very strong aroma of tulsi flowers. He followed that scent and then he came upon uh, his master Krishna. Uh, and uh, then Daruka said, and in, in, uh, Daruka said in uh, 43, just as on a moonless night people are merged into darkness and cannot find their way, now that I have lost sight of your lotus feet, my Lord, I have lost my vision. And I'm wandering blindly in darkness. I cannot tell my direction, nor can I find any peace. And the narrator, Sukadeva Goswami, continues, O foremost of kings, he's talking to Maharaj Pritchett, while the chariot driver was still speaking, before his very eyes, the Lord's chariot rose up into the sky, along with his horses and his flags, and his flag, which was marked, with the emblem of Garuda. Uh, uh, so he saw, he came in the chariot, he got off, offered his obeisances to the Lord. The chariot went up into the sky, uh, the horses, the flags. And then, uh, 45, all the divine weapons of Vishnu rose up and followed the chariot. So the chariot driver is left behind, but all the paraphernalia goes up. Uh, the Lord Janardana then spoke to his chariot driver, who was most astonished to see all this. And then the Lord says to Daruka, he says, O driver, go to Dwarka and tell our family members how their loved ones destroyed one another 
also tell them of the disappearance of Lord Shankarshana, that's Balaram, and of my present condition. So that's where we are up, up to now. Uh, that he's about to actually end up his earthly pastimes. And so now we're at up to text 47. So it goes like this. Dwarakayam chanasteyam bhavadbhishcha swabandubihi mayatyaktam yadupurim samudra plavayishati You, so he's continuing to address Daruka. Uh, you and your relatives should not remain in Dwarka, the capital of the Yadus, because once I have abandoned that city, it will be inundated by the ocean. Nasteyam, uh, you should not remain uh, uh, there, uh, and all of your uh, bandus, your relatives associates, uh, when it's abandoned, maya tyaktva, when I give it up, this yadupuri uh, uh, will be drowned by samudra, uh, the the ocean. Uh, there's no purports to this text. So he continues. Uh, this text 48 Swam swam parigraham sarve adaya pitadauchanaha Arjune navita sarvam indraprastam gamishyata. You should take all your own families together with my parents and under Arjuna's protection go to Indraprastha. So he's saying to, to, to Daruka, first you go to Dwarka, you get everybody, and then you get them all to go to Indraprastha. This Indraprastha is the headquarters of the, the uh, Pandavas. That place is now Delhi. <laughs> They'll show you a fort that they say it's their fort, but it looks more recent anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that that's uh, so that that's that's what what it is. First, you go to Dwarka, you do this, uh, and then uh, take everybody, and then uh, uh, off to uh, to uh, Indraprastha. And then he continues uh, talking to uh, 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 Daruka. Uh, this is 49. Tom tu madharmam astaya chnananishta upekshakaha man maya ratchitam metam vijnayopashamam raja. You, Daruka, Tom, it says, you, Daruka, should be firmly situated in devotion to me remaining fixed in spiritual knowledge, 
and unattached to material considerations. Understanding these pastimes to be a display of my illusory potency, you should remain peaceful. Uh, so there's a purport here. Uh, uh, in the BBT it says... Um, Uh, they quote Srila, according to Srila Jiva Goswami, the word to here, uh, you know, so began, Tvam tu, uh, you, however, <laughs> Tvam tu, you, however, uh, and then when it says remain fixed in spiritual knowledge or devotional service here, excuse me, a devotional service, Mat Dharma, uh, my Dharma, you should remain Ashtaya, firm in, in Madharma, uh, my devotional service. And then he says, Jnana Nishta, fixed in knowledge. Nishta means very steady and firm in Jnana. Uh, and then Upekshataha, uh, unattached. Uh, in the word for word it says indifferent. Uh, but it means indifferent to material conditions, uh, 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 unattached to material considerations, uh, he says here. Uh, and all this, etam, this you should understand as created by Rachitam Matmaya, my illusory energy, and uh, with this understanding you should remain uh, 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 upashamam, un undisturbed uh, in mind, peaceful in mind, it says peaceful. According to Sri, the purport here, according to Srila Jiva Goswami, the word to, you however, here emphasizes that Daruka is an eternally liberated associate of Lord Krishna, having descended from Vaikuntha, Therefore, even though others might be bewildered by the Lord's pastimes, Daruka should remain peaceful and fixed in spiritual knowledge. And then uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, 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 says, uh, he, 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 in his uh, commentary, he has uh, in quotation marks uh, here uh, what's on Daruka's mind, his unvoiced uh, question. And so what he's thinking is, what is the nature of this arrangement of disappearing since you have a form which is eternity, knowledge, and bliss? Be merciful and explain that to me. And the so the, and Krishna's answering, this deceptive pastime was created by my Maya. Not what it looks like. That's what Vishnu Chagavati Thakur says. So don't worry about it. Everything's cool. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I have to say, uh, even for devotees, uh, 
the the uh, 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 time of death is see the uh, I once read a definition of death actually before I was a devotee but it was in some astrology book actually I was into astrology at the time and it, this paperback astrology book defi- defined death as the ultimate failure to perpetuate relationships so it could create definition mm-hmm. you know and I thought of that when I became a devotee because uh, if if you you have your relationship with Krishna and through Krishna relationship with devotees then there is no death one's given one's attachment already up to material things and and to and to materialists it looks like devotees hey man well, you know what are you doing here you got this you know the big uh, candy land of America and you're not enjoying it you know you're giving up all these things you're like what are you doing you know but we've got by by surrendering to Krishna and following our principles, we've gotten over the dying business. We've established a relationship with Krishna and relationship with devotees. Those relationships continue. Those are the ones that 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 go on. So you 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 you've gotten it over with. It's done already, and. Before, if you're fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, you you you're you're already engaged in your eternal relationships, and so the the, the fact of giving up this body doesn't disturb those relationships because they're not based on the body anymore. Uh, so how much more so here at, at, at this at this? Uh, it's not it's not so hard to understand if you can. If you can uh, 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 if you can see it and by the way for, for materialistic people to think that devotees have you know you bow down to Krishna and you've given up everything and they'll think I'll never do that they will at the time of death they have to bow down <laughs> and give up everything you know, it's over. We've gotten it over with already, and keep on going. <laughs> they unfortunately they have attached to these things, and so they they really do have to uh, do that. So now we're up to text fifty, uh, the last one in this uh, chapter. Ityuktastam uh, parikramya uh, namaskritya puna. Punaha tatpadaur shirshnyupadaya durmana prayayopurim. Thus ordered, Daruka circumambulated the Lord and offered obeisances to him again and again. He placed Lord Krishna's lotus feet upon his head and then with a sad heart went back to the city. So it does say he's durmana, he's unhappy in his mind. Uh, we said already there's this karuna rasa, this idea of of, uh, uh, of, uh, of feeling sorry for everybody. But uh, 
uh, that just increases their attachment to Krishna. So it's not a not a bad thing. Uh, just like a you know one's own innocent departure from this world, you may be completely situated in Krishna consciousness, but still, you know, it concentrates your mind. So thus, ityuktas, spoken him like that to the Lord, this is Daruka, parikrama, he went around, namaskritya, offered obeisances, puna, puna, again and again, uh, Tatpadao, this is dual, his two lotus feet, Shrishni upon his head, Upadhyaya, placed them, and then, unhappy in his mind, he went to the city, that is to Dwarka. Uh, and that's the end of that, uh, of that chapter. Let me just take a minute now and Get my get the next verses up here in the next chapter. Um, there it is. Hold on a second, and we'll start uh, the next chapter thirty-one. which is called uh, The Disappearance of Lord Krishna uh, or uh, Vishnu Chakravarti has another title called The Flooding of Dwaraka. Hold on one more second. Let me get things where I want them here. You've got all these different screens. i got to have three screens up when I do this. It doesn't always cooperate the way you want. Okay. Just a second. I can't remember. Okay, yeah. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur calls it the flooding of... But there are no titles in the book, so... The, uh, commentators put in the, the, the titles. Uh, here in the BBT, The Disappearance of Lord Krishna, then they give a little chapter summary. This is a short chapter. I think there's only 28 verses in this chapter. Uh, this chapter describes the return of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to his own abode along with all the Yadus. Uh, upon learning from Daruka, that Lord Sri Krishna had returned to his abode, Vasudeva and all the others remaining in Dwarka became very much agitated by lamentation and went out from the city to find him. All the demigods who, in pursuance of the desire of Lord Krishna, had taken birth in the Yadu dynasty to render assistance in his pastimes followed Lord Krishna and returned to their respective abodes. The Lord's activities of creating a life for himself and this then dismantling it are simply tricks of Maya, like an actor's performance. Actually, he creates the entire universe 
and then he enters within it as the super-soul. In the end, he again winds up the entire universe within himself, and remaining in his private glory, desists from eternal external pastimes. Though overcome by feelings of separation from Krishna, Arjuna was nevertheless able to pacify himself by remembering all the various instructions given to him by the Lord. Arjuna then carried out the ritual of offering Pinda and so on for his dead relatives. At that time, the ocean swallowed up all of Dwarkapuri except for the Lord's own residence. Arjuna took the remaining members of the Yadu dynasty to Indraprastha, where he installed Vajra upon the throne. Hearing of these events, the Pandavas, led by Yudhishthira, placed Parikshit upon their throne at Indraprastha and left for the great journey. <laughs> That's the uh, the summary here of this uh, of this next uh, chapter disappearance of Lord uh, Sri Krishna uh, uh, the uh, uh, Chakrabarti Thakur uh, puts the chapter summary as the commentary to the first verse so I'll read that he says in the 31st chapter the disappearance of Krishna is explained, as well as the disappearance of Devaki, Vasudeva, Rukmini, and others. Sridhar Swami, as another commentator, Sridhar Swami explains that after arranging for the Devatas to enter into the Yadus when he took birth, Krishna again had them return to their previous positions and then by his own will entered his spiritual abode with his spiritual body. So that's his summary. So then uh, we'll start this, uh, uh, this, this chapter uh, with text one. Uh, uh, it goes like this. Shri Shukha Uvacha Tatra Gamat Brahma Bhavanya cha samam bhavaha Mahindra pramukka deva Unnaya sa prajeshvaraha Shukadev Goswami said Then Lord Brahma uh, arrived in the same text here Then Lord Brahma arrived at Prabhasa along with Lord Shiva and his consort, the sages, the Pajapatis, and all the demigods headed by Indra. Uh, 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 so that's what uh, happened. There came there uh, 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 Atavin, uh, there came there Brahma, Bhavanya, his consort, uh, Bhavani, another name, Bhavani, and along with him, Bhavaha, which is Lord Shiva, and then uh, uh, Maha Indra Pramukha Deva, the Devas, 
led by Mahindra, Mahindra Brahmuka, and uh, Muni, Munayaha, sages, Munis, we would say in English, and uh, the um, 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 Prajapatis, Prajeshwara, the progenitors of the universal population. So the, all these people uh, 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 come together uh, in pretty much the same translation uh, uh, on all sides. Oh, it's a big event. <laughs> uh, so then uh, two and three are, are uh, together. Uh, again, listing uh, the others who come. <laughs> the, the distinguished audience. <laughs> uh, uh, so two and three together. Pitada Siddha Gandharva Vidyadara Mahoragaha Charana Yaksharakshamsi Kinnara Psaros Apsaror, excuse me, Kinnara Saraso Dijaha Andrashtukama Bhagavato Niryanam Paramotsuka Gayantascha Grinantascha Shore Kam Shore Karmani Janmacha. So the translation here, uh, the forefathers, uh, uh, Pitara, the forefathers, Siddhas, Gandharvas, Vidyararas, and great serpents also came, along with the Charanas, Yakshas, Rakshasas, Kinaras, Apsaras, and relatives of Garuda. Garuda, greatly eager to witness the departure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As they were coming, all these personalities variously chanted and glorified the birth and activities of Lord Shori, that is to say, Krishna. Uh, Shori is uh, 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 Krishna's patronymic, one of his names. the Surya dynasty is Shauri, related to the Sunnis. And the, there's two lineages of, of uh, Kshatriyas, those that descend from the sun and those that descend from the moon, moon. Surya Vamsha and Chandra Vamsha Kshatriya. So he's from the Surya, so Shauri is his name. I have a god brother named Hari Shauri uh, uh, with that name. So this is the list. The, now this is a... Uh, if you've read the whole Bhagavatam, you're familiar with these people because uh, they're all various pings that uh, we don't at least know about yet <laughs> in our knowledge of the world. Uh, uh, the Siddhas and Gandharvas, Prabhupada sometimes calls them semi-demigods. <laughs> There's lower levels of these beings, the Siddhas, the perfect beings that can travel through outer space without uh, without vehicles and uh, Gandharvas, the, sometimes translated as angels, Vijayaras, Mahauragas, large serpents down below, 
there, there are these uh, celestial snakes um, and so on. Uh, the yakshas and rakshashas, another group of... Uh, these are the associates of Kuvera, uh, the yakshas and the rakshashas, uh, uh, kinaras, Kinara uh, means Kim Nara. What kind of people are these? If you see them, you say Kim Nara. <laughs> and the Apsaras, the uh, uh, Prabhupada called them uh, heavenly society girls. <laughs> like movie stars, you know, when they come, it's a big deal, and they <laughs> people worship them and, and so on. And they're family, these are those things, if you don't have the real ones, then you make up your own. And Dvija, Dvija, the great birds. There are descriptions of Shneya eagles that fly between the planets. Uh, so so the, the Dvija, Dvija means twice born. Brahman is a Dvija, but birds are also twice born. Uh, first they are born as the egg and then the egg hatches so they're they're also called Dvija the twice born <laughs> so all these people they want to see this so you get a crowded sky of witnesses coming to to look at this big event because the, the Lord himself doesn't come very often and you know and uh, they've seen his various pastimes but this they want to to see this Nirnaya, the passing away uh, of the Lord. And so they were glorifying him. Uh, 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 Chanting, uh, praising uh, his activities, birth and and so on. He only comes once. uh, The Lord comes every yuga. Every every cycle, yuga cycle, he comes, but only once in a day of Brahma does Krishna himself come. Uh, otherwise, some form of Vishnu comes or something like that. But actually, uh, Krishna and with we're showing his Vrindavan pastimes is rare, and we happen to be born in that yuga, in that yuga cycle where where Krishna himself comes. And he's followed by Lord Chaitanya so that you will be able to understand what came in the last yuga. It makes it uh, accessible. Uh, uh, so this is what this is what's here. Let me see... Uh, There's no purports here. Both follow the same translation. So now, uh, text uh, four. Vavrishu pushpavarshani vimana valdivir navaha kurvanta shankulam rajan bhaktiya Paramayayuta, O King. This is again, they say Rajan, O King Parikshit. O King, crowding the sky with their many airplanes. Uh, they showered down flowers with great devotion. 
So these are vimanas. Uh, Prabhupada used airplanes, they followed them, but they're not like what you get an airplane here. They're more, they look more like flying palaces or whatever, you know, it's not, uh, it's a vimana. Uh, first of all, it's a spaceship. <laughs> That's the first thing you got to know. I mean, there's this whole stories of interplanetary battles between the devas. I mean, basically, this is what's going on. There's the suras and the gods and the anti-gods. And they're carrying on a, a, a battle, a cosmic battle, mostly for Middle Earth in many ways, you know. And it goes back and forth. And so these, the, the, the asuras, the, the, they're also more powerful than us. And so this cosmic warfare has been going on for a long time. So Star Wars is a valid idea. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and modern science fiction is just making up for what you don't have here, you know, the, the really old stories. Uh, and one day people will be able to recognize these old stories as the actual history of the world. That's actually been predicted in the last century by German mystics. Uh, anyway, uh, they showered down flowers with, with great devotion, these, these, these uh, uh, all these people that, that, that came. So the Lord, he enters it occasionally, you know, when this, he, he, uh, he inter- intervenes, that's when he comes. And it says whenever there, there, there's this uh, big battle between the devas and the gods and the anti-gods, you might say, that's when uh, Krishna will come down out of that. Free- it says just as fire, if you rub two pieces of wood together, uh, fire comes out. So when, when the friction between the, the, the godly and the ungodly gets very uh, intense, the Lord uh, appears and uh, sets the balance. Because the purposes of the universe are being withheld. Because, because the, 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 the characteristic of the demons is, I could do a better job. I could make the universe a better place. I got the technology, I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, one big demon wanted, actually wanted to take the place of Brahma, not just Indra, who is the, the leader of the, the Devas. He wanted Brahma's place. So he would have the ability to reverse the results, the karma of pious and impious deeds. Because when you perform something impious, you get suffering. You do something pious, you, you get at least material happiness, you know, good deeds. You get a good birth, you know. Uh, he wanted to reverse it. That's sometimes, you know. Uh, that's their ambition. Uh, so anyway, all these uh, these people come to in their great numbers, and uh, 
uh, and even even uh, uh, Brahman shows up. So now we we get to text five. Am I, am I keeping up? Right, where it is? Yeah. Yeah, Bush Yeah, okay. Yeah, here we go. So text five. We have some purports here. Bhagavan pita maham viksha vibhutir atmano vibhu samyojyatmanichatmanam padmanetre Nyamilayat. Seeing before him Brahma, the grandfather of the universe, along with the other demigods, who are all his personal and powerful expansions, the Almighty Lord closed his lotus eyes, fixing his mind within himself the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, so, uh, Bhagavan, this is the Lord, the Supreme Prabhupada uses Supreme Personality of Godhead. Interesting kind of uh, expression that Prabhupada made up, Supreme Personality of Godhead. Godhead, the word Godhead, uh, actually is the English version of the German Godheit. Uh, and it's used to just designate here the absolute truth the ultimate source of everything. And, and, and that God had, Brahman, uh, and that consists of impersonal Brahman, uh, the uh, localized Paramatma, Supersoul, and then Bhagavan, which Prabhupada says the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are many personalities of Godhead, but of them, uh, He's Supreme. Uh, a pers- uh, God is a person. The Super Soul uh, represented in the hearts of everybody. All of these are three features of the Absolute Truth. Absolute Truth means that from which everything comes. Uh, Brahmeti Paramatmati Bhagavaniti Shabjan. Those who know this, these three features the, the impersonal Brahman, which is one target of one group of yogis or spiritualists who become one and merge, lose their identity into the impersonal Brahman. Uh, then there, uh, and that's fairly common experience. We kind of. Uh, less common, what yoga actually goes out is a relationship of the individual soul with the super soul. Uh, uh, yoga means realizing yourself as a spiritual entity. Uh, you have a body and you have a mind. You you're kind of two not selves uh, the gross body our limbs and stuff that we see. The subtle body, shukshma sharira, stula sharira, the gross body, more visible to the senses, shukshma sharira, the subtle body. This is te- the mind, manas buddhi ahankara. It's subtle matter. Mind, manas buddhi, uh, 
what we Prabhupada translates as intelligence the, manifests as the faculty for discrimination, the ability to perform long-term goal-directed activities to discriminate and discern which is the right way to go, you know, and understand. Uh, and a hunkara, your idea of yourself. Since we're conditioned souls, Prabhupada always translates a hunkara. A hunkara really means eye maker. Kara, aham, that which creates the idea of I, your self-awareness, ahankara. But because our, we identify ourselves falsely as the body of the mind, it's ahankara. False, Prabhupada calls it false ego, our wrong idea of ourself. Yeah. So the, those three are, are the, 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 the subtle body. But the actual self is not that. Uh, and when you uh, uh, yogis go, can understand themselves as spiritual beings, that that my consciousness itself does not arise out of matter. Uh, uh, rather, it's eternal and self. It's spiritual. You're a spiritual being, and uh, you discover that when that consciousness becomes clarified, purified and concentrated, that you're not alone. There's someone with you. And that someone is the same someone that's with every every living being. That's what they mean by the super soul, the soul of all souls. Paramatma, not just Atma, but Parama, the super self, the self and the super self. They're together. Every, every jiva that falls into the material world is accompanied by the Lord as the super-self. And then Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, this is the Lord. Uh, the super-self, the different forms of the super-soul are the Lord in relationship to the material energy and to the jivas that are in it. But then there's the Lord in his own place, not the material energy, that's what we mean by Bhagavan. And there, there are also different features. In opulence, where the Lord's majesty is apparent. And then, as Krishna, this is the Lord where uh, uh, his sweetness overpowers his majesty. And you, you can even forget he's God. So that way he can have intimate relationships. Otherwise, you're too awestruck. You keep a distance a little bit, you know. So anyway, so this is Bhagavan. Uh, 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 who, who is there. And then he sees Lord Brahma, who's Pitamaha, the creator. What the Greeks called the Demiurgos. Uh, the creator God. Uh, who, who, who creates the universe. Uh, uh, and here the, he's called the Pitamaha, the grandfather. Great father, Pitamaha, the big father. <laughs> what is the meaning of grand, right? <laughs> grandfather. Uh, seeing him, uh, uh, then, uh, 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 and then his vibhutis, these are the Lord's opulences or powerful expansions who are the demigods. Uh, 
and, and the Lord is called Vibhu, the Great. Uh, uh, and then he then he does this where he closes his eyes, his Padmanitra, his lotus eyes, and then concentrates Atma, Atmani, Atmanam, his consciousness in himself. According to uh, Sri Sridhar Swami, Lord Krishna had previously answered the prayers of Lord Brahma and the other demigods who had requested the Lord to descend within this universe for the protection of his servants, the demigods. They were distressed. Even by Hiranyakashipu, they prayed. Now the demigods arrived before the Lord. So they, they brought him. <laughs> Their prayers were one of the things that brought him. So now he's leaving, they come and see him off. Uh, now the demigods arrive before the Lord, each one desiring to take the Lord to his own planet. Come with me. <laughs> right? Come to my place first. You know? <laughs> to avoid these innumerable social <laughs> obligations, <laughs> the Lord closed his eyes as if absorbed in samadhi. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sridhar, based on Sridhar Swami's commentary. He's the first commentator on Bhagavatam. Srila Jiva Goswami adds that Lord Krishna closed his eyes to instruct the yogis how to leave this mortal world without attachment to one's mystic opulences. All the demigods, including Brahma, are mystic expansions of Lord Krishna. And yet the Lord closed his eyes to emphasize that one should fix one's mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead when departing this world. So that's, uh, that's the uh, purport here. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, No purport from uh, from uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. That he translates it. Bhagavan translates this a little simply. Seeing Brahma, the grandfather universe, along with the other devatas, who were his vibhutis, his empowered agents, you might say, the Lord fixed his mind within himself and closed his eyes. So, slightly different translation and I guess we stop there huh? the next verse gets a little complicated uh. yeah okay so We'll pick up again with text number six. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you're on Maya for TV, you can type in your question in the chat box to the right of the screen. Um, or you are welcome to send in your question through the chat feature on rsdasa.com or register on website. Also, if you're on the phone, you can push star six and then we'll help you get yourself.
The lawnmower guy has earplugs on the earmuffs on, but we got. Uh, <laughs> so Kendra from has a question. He asks, since Krishna has to tell Daruka to not be bewildered, could it be understood that even eternally liberated Vaikuntha residents who accompany the Lord to the material world for pastimes can, in fact, become bewildered by events occurring here? Uh, I, th I think that with him it's not exactly bewildered in the sense of what is Krishna up to but just uh, uh, this karuna rasa this, this feeling of of uh, uh, some kind of uh, separation from Krishna and knowing that Krishna's come and done his past that's a big event and now they're all going to go somewhere else in one sense there's it's all over, you know, and, and Dwarka's going, you know what I mean? I mean, everybody's fine, no one, but still, you know, there's a sense, this feeling of separation. It, 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 it's like the Prima Sarova pastime when, when, when this is the story that's told in, in Vrindavan, you see there's a, this lake called, a, a pond called Prima Sarova where, where Radha and Krishna are together uh, and uh, uh, Mangala, Krishna's friend, is with him, and this this bee is buzzing around, disturbing them. And Madhumangala gets the bee away, shoes the bee away, and says uh, th that the the Madhusudana, which is uh, Krishna's name, but it also is a name for a bee, one who seeks the honey. Uh, uh, Madhusudana is gone. He says, the bee's gone. Radharani thinks she's saying, is Krishna's gone? She's with Krishna. They're right there. And she thinks suddenly that somehow Krishna could be gone. And she starts crying. Feeling, even though she's with Krishna, she's still feeling close to him because of these strong feelings of separation. And she starts crying. And then, when Krishna sees that Radharani is crying, he also participates in the same as he starts to cry and their tears make this lake. So even though they're together, they're still associating with strong feelings of separation. So uh, something like that seems to be what's going on here. So they're not really bewildered and thinking something really bad is going to happen. But Krishna only comes once in a day of Ramadan. It's a big event, you know, and it's over now and, you know. <laughs> Anything else here? Yeah, because um, thinking about the t earlier in the lecture about the time of death, and I really like that point about that or that definition of death, the ultimate failure to perpetuate relationships. Yeah, 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 I really like that, and, and I like how you were saying how as devotees, sort of the course of our progress in devotional service is sort of shedding all those, it's mm -hmm. dying slowly mm -hmm. maybe, but what we're doing so, but it made me think it, that that, um, that even when I'm at my best in my in my devotion, you know, my spiritual practices or whatever and I think about that, there's, there's a, a great deal of anxiety that am I going to still have this feeling I have now at the time that I die, right? mm -hmm. or and um, 
and even then, if I like need another birth to do it again, and yeah, you know, it's just like this fear of like for, like forgetting, and you know, mm-hmm. so is that healthy? Is it like is yeah, it, yeah, sure. That's like sure. Yeah, I should always be afraid of Maya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's healthy. You can be af- you can be afraid of Maya. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, sure. <laughs> As long as you're in the material world, you should be afraid of Maya. <laughs> and never think you're safe. Huh? Along the same lines of that, um, when you're speaking of how spiritual relationships will continue on past mm-hmm. just the material death. But, I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, I also feel like, well, you have relationships with devotees or something, it's always like a little mixed, you know, or yeah. not always. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, well, what part can they, you know, yeah, like, well, what percentage of that relationship, mm-hmm. if it's just, you know, anyways, could you elaborate on that? Well, Prabhupada wrote a letter to somebody. There, there was one, one devotee who was very critical of everybody else and was saying that so-and-so is not going to go back to Godhead, are they, and, and so on. And, and Prabhupada just wrote, wrote him back and said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead. He, should, he said, we shall have another ISKCON there. And so I repeated that once, and I just, but I said to people, but no GBC. <laughs> so uh, so the, it, it will, people will be better. <laughs> Not everybody's going to come all at once, maybe. But we're all going to. Go. But he said that I'll, I'll I'll go back home. You know, you may, may may take another birth or two or whatever. I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, one one good things if I mean renunciation. Everyone has to renounce. There's no, we don't have that choice. At the time of death, that's where renunciation takes place. We don't have the choice. So do it the nice way. <laughs> and that's why if we don't do that and we maintain material desires, uh, and the main thing is not to maintain them. If we have material desires, we should say, uh, for us anyway, ask Krishna to destroy it. They may be bigger than I am, just like Krishna comes and destroys these big demons that are harassing the devotees. So my material desires, you know, maybe another Hiranyakashipu or something, you know. But Krishna can take care of it. But we have to ask him. We can't say, please destroy all my material desires. But this one, <laughs> don't take that, you know. Because we have that, that, that illusion there that we need something other than Krishna to be happy. That's you know that's that's a false idea that's maya but but uh, 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 so I, I i assume that the iskon there will will be better than whatever misgivings we encounter and problems we encounter here and our I, what we should try to do uh, is wish everybody well even if somebody, you know, you have some people you can only admire their good qualities from a safe distance, then <laughs> you wish them well. 
<laughs> None of this go to hell stuff. You, know? you can say that for the politicians. <laughs> anyway, they anyway, don't wish anybody to go to hell. <laughs> Ramananda Prabhu asks, he says, Rakshasas and snakes came to see the Lord off and offer prayers? I thought they were demons. Uh, not all of them. Not all, not all of them. Some of them worship Anantashesha. <laughs> yep. And Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, does illness make you spiritually weak? Uh, no. No, it doesn't. Uh, it makes you physically weak. But uh, when, when, when illness comes, we, we simply have, we, have, we have really, we can see we have this difficulty because it's, it's hard when your own body is like rebelling against you and doesn't want to cooperate. <laughs> it's very difficult and, and, uh, and uh, you know, you can't run away from headaches. They come right with you and and, uh, and those kind of things. Uh, this is where you really, ha- really have to understand uh, and, and take advantage of the fact that you're, you're not the body, and that uh, as Krishna take shelter of Krishna. So you can take, you can use the energy of the negative to achieve a positive result, and find some way to do that. Somehow, something adverse happens. You should think somehow this is Krishna's mercy. You won't understand how it's Krishna's mercy, some, but if you accept it that way, then you'll be able to see just how this is actually uh, Krishna's mercy, and you can use that negative thing to get a positive result. Vijay Krishna Prabhu also asks. Um, he asked, did Prahlad ever get married and did he ever have children? I believe he did. Okay. Yeah, I don't... It's one, I don't of the, re- one of the beget chapters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. And Adi Devi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Guru. Hare Krishna. What is your opinion on writing notes in the Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam or any of Srila Prabhupada's books? People say we should not write in them. Uh, I never heard that. If they're respectful notes or I, I sometimes I've underlined them and stuff like that. Yeah. And if you really don't want to mess up the pages, take a post-it note and stick it in there. <laughs> I, I don't write them in books in, in, in pen. I use a pencil. But I, so you, you know, do that. But sometimes I've underlined things or put a note in there. Like usually the notes I put in are just referring to other verses or things like that. All, all done. Okay, so we'll pick up again with a very interesting uh, 
very long purport from Bhakti Siddhanta actually of, uh, involving this uh, mystic fire. <laughs> anyway, that's text six. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.